This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Negotiations on more coronavirus relief appear to be far away from reaching a deal. Again, we've had, I think, constructive conversations, uh, Secretary Mnuchin and I, but they have not, uh, we are not finished. I'm hopeful, uh, but we do come at it from two different places. That's House Speaker Nancy Pelosi speaking to reporters earlier today. According to her office, Pelosi spoke with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin this afternoon for about 50 minutes and distance on key areas remain. Pelosi says some things have already been resolved by legislative means. We came down a trillion dollars as a compromise to begin with. We then went further for another $200 billion, as I said earlier, not uh, undermining our priorities, but um, al- uh, realigning some things in terms of the, the timetable, how long they would last. She says other, more immediate concerns were also addressed in the continuing resolution, which was passed by the Senate yesterday and signed by President Trump overnight. But the White House has also been critical of Pelosi throughout the talks. Today, Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany told reporters the administration is considering action to stem airline layoffs. The White House right now, you talk about unilateral action. We are willing to look at a plan, uh, legislation that is just clean legislation to protect those airline workers. Nancy Pelosi, um, rather than playing election partisan politics, should come to the negotiating table. Let's consolidate around things we agree on. And I think something we can agree on is 19,000 workers should not lose their job in the airlines. So it's incumbent upon Nancy Pelosi to engage with Secretary Mnuchin and the chief of staff um, on making that a reality. The House is expected to vote this evening on its updated coronavirus legislation as a deal remains elusive. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler says efforts to boost the use of electric vehicles could take away gains observed by the ethanol industry. Earlier this week, Wheeler wrote to California Governor Gavin Newsom to express his concern about the state's plans to move toward electric vehicles and require all new vehicles sold in the state to be electric beginning in 2035. Speaking today to Minnesota Farm Bureau members, Wheeler says efforts like that will take away motor fuel demand, including for ethanol. You know, I would I would say right now the biggest threat to the long-term viability of, of ethanol is what we're seeing in these Green New Deals and what some politicians like the governor of California called for. You know, last week he called for um, an end to the internal combustion engine in California by 2035. If there is no internal combustion engine, there is no marketplace for ethanol. Or gasoline. Um, so, you know, I think that's the biggest threat at this point. And, you know, I, I... he says previous Obama administration efforts to improve the overall mileage of the American motor vehicle fleet would have required a drastic expansion of electric vehicles as well. The new leader of the National Corn Growers Association says the organization wants to work away from the large amount of direct payments observed in recent years. Ohio farmer John Litter says government payments have helped producers make it through recent tough times, but shouldn't replace regular income. I don't believe that there's any amount of dollar that can make farmers whole that uh, you could actually justify Congress coming up with. All these should keep folks in the game. But, you know, we've done a really good job at NCGA of taking those uh, grower leaders and coming to decisions with our risk management, which is now in transportation action team, and working on the tools that help provide that safety net without government dollars. 
He says producers are working their way off reliance on programs like the Market Facilitation Program and Coronavirus Food Assistance Program. So it's a combination of everything that will get us through this. But rest assured, the idea that every farmer out there and every corn producer out there uh, really is working toward is, is self-sustainability, where we, we really don't need anything beyond our safety nets to keep us whole. Linder assumed the NCGA presidency today at the beginning of the organization's fiscal year. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more on agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.